0: a production of Word South, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Story Connect the podcast. This is Stephen Smith, your host, and we're recording live here at the Kentucky Telecommunications Association annual meeting. We are coming to you from Lexington, Kentucky, and proud to have as my guest today on the show, Mr. Matt Pierce. Matt is a consulting manager with Moss Adams, uh, LLP, a CPA firm, and uh, it's great to have you with us today, Matt. Thank you very much, Stephen. Good to be here. Uh, So you just finished up your uh, presentation to the group this morning, and uh, I'd like to start out, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Moss Adams and your role there. Okay. Uh, Well, Moss Adams is a uh, CPA
1: firm based out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, It's the number 14 ranked uh, CPA firm as of last year's revenues. Um, In terms of what we do for telecommunications, we provide audit, consulting, and tax services uh, for all kinds of telecommunications providers. Um, and we have offices that are completely concentrated on uh on this industry uh, out of kansas city dallas uh, and spokane washington um so yeah i've been at uh at moss adams for the last about three and a half years and uh yeah I'm, i'm loving it and it's been great to you know help out Uh, a lot of the rural telephone companies that I work with and uh, while I've been in the consulting business for about eight years you know it's just it it's a continued joy to be able to to help advise uh, businesses on on their business
0: great well you've uh, you've come here to the the KTA meeting uh, uh, with a great group great group of uh, rural telcos here and and I know they appreciate your contributions this morning. Your presentation uh, waded through a lot of acronyms, uh, a lot of details about the uh, uh, about the topic that you're about to get into uh, with us. If you could, the title of your uh, presentation was "Cut the Cord: The Ins and Outs of USF Reform and the CBOL," kind of give us an overview of what you presented on today.
1: Okay. Well, you know when I when I looked at uh, submitting a, a presentation for the KTA. Uh, you know, I realize that there's been a ton that's occurred over the last year within the within the industry. Um, you know how how different mechanisms have been affected by uh, the FCC's uh, order, and uh, just what the changes are over the course of the last year, and how they're impacting rural carriers, especially. Um, so, what I wanted to do is go through an overview of all the. The different areas uh, and new uh, new items that are you know are really needed to be contemplated by uh, any carrier, and you know how that's going to affect them in the future. So uh, what I did is I, I quickly covered over um, you know the ACAM, the rate of return, re prescription, uh, the operating expense limitation. And finally, went into uh, more detail with the, the capital investment allowance and updates that have been made over the last um, month, as well as the budget control mechanism, uh, which again, we've had an update over the last month. And uh, the CAF BLS, which uh, formerly was known as ICLS, or Interstate Common Line Support, Um, But what's changed because of the USF reform uh, to make that now our CAF BLS or our our Connect America Fund broadband loop support, um, and as a measure to support the the CBO, which is our consumer broadband-only line.
0: Okay. And that is something that, uh, of course, the the communicators who are listening to this podcast have uh, struggled with for a few years now, explaining to people why they cannot receive, uh, there's no mechanism you know, to, to receive a broadband only product. So talk to us a little bit about why that was a reality before and what has changed. Well uh, you know, before the USF
1: reform, uh, there wasn't much support um, in a way for broadband only loops. What we had before 2017 was you know, termed as naked DSL or just uh, data only broadband. Um, And before there was support uh, transition in in the way of the CAF BLS, what companies had to do if a subscriber no longer wanted their voice line is they had to uh, typically go through NECA to tariff a broadband-only rate. And most times we would see those broadband-only rates just sky high. Um, And it still, it goes back, and even with this presentation, um, I touched a lot on that um, you know, kind of the main factor to recognizing a lower rate for your broadband-only sub- subscribers is demand and really the quantity. So, um, at the end of the day, the more subscribers you transition over to broadband-only, the lower rates you're you're going to receive.
0: Okay. So, do you see a future where it becomes? more and more advantageous for a rural telecom provider to to really promote that it's possible and really you know when when we look at this
1: um you know we we've gone through multiple iterations with different companies and every company is different because you know each company is going to have to look at their their one their total support you know in settlements and then they also want to look outside of settlements to um, the revenues receiving from their local service, because as soon as you transition a customer over from, you know, voice data to data only, you're losing out on those local revenues, um, and then you're also, you know, potentially losing out on some support revenues for those voice lines as well. So it's very important for every company to to just take into consideration that. You know, while we now have this support available for broadband only, it's not exactly going to work for everybody. And you know, depending on uh, a company's location um, and just their their attributes and, and their business, how big or small it is, um, the numbers are going to play out very differently. And also, you know, how much of a demand they have, depending on you know, the population and how many voice subscribers they they have that are are truly losing, or um, I guess finding their their service very useful, um, and don't want to transition. Well, you know, you're not going to want to force anybody to to drop their voice line to promote your broadband only. Um, but I find that a lot of times where where this may make sense um, is with companies that have seen their their customers, you know, possibly question, you know, why why they have to take voice and data even though they may not be using their voice, or subscribers that have left in the past. Um, in order to you know, maybe go
0: through a competitor where they can, they can get a reasonable price for just broadband. Okay, so there are many considerations for a company to look at.
1: Definitely, and you know, most importantly, I think, you know, with, with each company that, that looks to migrate into this, uh, what they're really gonna wanna focus on is you know, multi-year forecast, what's seeing, you know, what kind of demand they can achieve um, through a broadband-only offering. Now, you know, after going through, uh, through the modeling and forecasting of this, you know, they'll really want to know. Well, you know, by transitioning my subscribers over from voice data to broadband only, you know, what's happening to my revenues? Not only my support revenues that I'm going to receive through settlements in USF, uh, but also the local revenues, as I mentioned before, and how how those are gonna decline without those voice subscribers. So I, I think it's really important for, for every company out there just to know that this support is available, but it may not work for everybody. And um, you know, ultimately you've gotta go through and, and, and run the forecast and, and run different scenarios for uh, what kind of demand you might, might be able to achieve um, through these offerings um and then how it comes out and what what's best what's the best situation for your individual company
0: well have you been seeing uh, any trends among your clients um I have and actually um you know even before now
1: you know depending on area you know I've seen seen clients in in more populated areas uh that have already you know gone to the the date only broadband as it was termed before um and they needed that because you know, in more populated areas, they were seeing customers that that didn't want a phone line, and they were ultimately uh, providing their their broadband-only service and tariffing that rate through NECA. So there was there was in the demand there, um, and they were seeing you know the the typical the higher rates of um, of wholesale services and and how that compared, um, and also that again that has a lot to do with uh, with demand, um, but now that uh that those customers have have migrated over to capulets with the usf reform they've now been able to to see some support um, and also achieve lower rates and even within that while uh, you're presented with a rate um, you can ultimately tariff a rate at at whatever you want Um, so with this being said you have the opportunity to possibly lower your uh, federal universal support charge um that's applied to that uh, that data mechanism um with that though you do have to be concerned with depending on how much you lower your rate you you leave open for for competition to purchase your rates at a wholesale price
0: hmm. there's a there's a lot more involved in the pricing of service with real telecom than a lot of people realize
1: there is there is and there, there always has been and i mean uh you know, I, I think consultants are hired for a reason, to, to be able to run through the cost studies every year and, uh, you know, model financial forecasts uh, for for individual companies to be able to help them, you know, navigate the future and, you know, use the, the most recent data we have available to be able to predict what what happens. Um, however, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think anybody knows exactly what will happen. All we can do is,
0: is provide our best guess. Right. So what are, uh, what are some of the things that you touched on in the presentation that you'd like to, to go over in the podcast here for our listeners?
1: Um, well, other than the Seabull, um, you know, the, the couple items that we've seen updates to in the last uh, just month, really, have been the, the capital investment allowance and how that's, uh, that's been modified, um, and then also the budget control mechanisms. Um, now, just to touch a, on a few points for the capital investment allowance, Um, every company is given an annual allowed loop plan investment per year and uh, each company is going to have to follow that if they invest higher than uh, the amount that they're they're given um, that is going to be carried forward in the following years so what that means is your investments are going to be restricted and if we end up going over that then we're going to be you know essentially Recording an investment separately to be placed on our books in the following year once we have room allowed for it. So it becomes very important to a company's recovery and the timing of when they're they're going to receive recovery on their funds. And you know, even even thinking about that, we have a rate of return re prescription that's dropping our, our our rate of return from 11 and a quarter down to 9.75, so nine and three quarters over the next six years. So it's become more and more valuable for our timing of investment. As we know, we're gonna see a drop of 25 basis points per year. So that's a capital investment allowance. Within that, um, the FCC most recently uh, came out and said they've uh, they've modified their their project, um, or I guess cost per, per location, um, where previously it was said that you know a company has an established cost per location uh, that they have to abide by well any amount that's over that uh, if they're over for a project that entire amount gets kicked out well they've modified that to say that now if you're over on a project then it's only the amount over that gets kicked out so it's very it's very helpful to uh to companies and I think it makes sense uh for the application of this rule so so now a company if they do go over um you know they're no longer uh going to receive you know that cost above uh their their specified project cost per location however what's important to remember here is that if you do uh, lose that money there is no carry forward so so you've lost that, that investment forever Um, so that's one important thing there and then the other item i uh, went into great detail on was the uh, the budget control mechanism and how that's changed so uh, what that is is the fcc has mandated budget controls on our two billion dollar budget for usf so right now we have we have a demand of support from 2017 through 2018 uh, the mid-years of about 2.173 billion, so being 173 million over, um, we now have an adjustment factor placed on this funding of about 12%. Uh, what's important to note there is that's increase since this is a uh, this was first introduced approximately last September, um, and when we first saw uh, the adjustment factor, it was about 6% for the last last four months of 2016. They did not. Uh, you know, retroactive back to uh, the the first two months of that, that part of the year, um, and then in the beginning of 2017, we actually jumped up to nine percent. So we go from from six to nine to now we're at 12. So we see we see these this demand inflating, and we still have our two billion dollar budget to work with. So you know, companies have to have to consider this for planning in the future and. You know, implement this, and their their financial forecasts that they have to be able to realize that there's going to you know continue to be limitations and constraints placed on their USF reforms revenues and in, um, in the way of both their CAF BLS um, if they're doing you know, broadband only and uh, high cost loop support. Now, high cost loop supports always had. Uh, a budget factor on it you know through the national average cost per loop and then ultimately a pro rata reduction Um, but now we're seeing it on this newly implemented cap bls which is the transition from our icls so a lot of acronyms um, but it's also a lot of considerations for companies to have in mind as they're they're planning for their future
0: okay well do you see uh do you see any of this being impacted by the new administration new leadership at the fcc
1: Um, i'm not sure how that'll go
0: um you know i know there is there isn't an emphasis
1: uh you know placed on broadband and i think it has been um and even through through just the presentations that we've we've seen at at this association meeting and others there's there's a a big focus on broadband and and i know it's it's been a focus over the last couple years and i don't think it that will discontinue and i think whether whether customers receiving you know both voice and, and data bundled services or if companies are able to uh, to transition their subscriber and, and find it beneficial for both them and their subscriber base you know broadband is going to continue to be important um and you know this is this is even without considering you know the quality that we're we're receiving so so again with with the new administration i i don't suggest that <laughs>
0: it's going to become any
1: less important and possibly even more
0: right well, very good i think that uh, in the show notes we'll be able to uh, include your uh, email address contact information if someone has some additional questions based on what they've heard today i'm That'd sure be you'll be glad to let them get in touch with you yeah well i thank you so much for the uh the opportunity stephen Absolutely. And uh, my guest today again has been Mr. Matt Pierce. He is a consulting manager with Moss Adams, CPA firm based in Seattle. And we are recording live here at the KTEA annual meeting in Lexington. And uh, we've been, had, a, had a lot of good speakers uh, on the program this week. And we appreciate Todd Campbell, the executive director, for having Story Connect the podcast live here. Again, this is Stephen Smith with Story Connect the podcast. And you can check us out on Apple iTunes or on Stitcher or go to storyconnect.com slash podcast to learn more. And until then, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.